Tommy. Hello, everybody out there, our millions and millions of followers that listen to this podcast. This is the Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tom and Nick. Um, it's an offshoot of Narrow World of Sports, our, uh, our television show that currently isn't running due to, well, the big C-bomb. Um, let's, uh, let's go around real quick. Barney, how are you? I'm very well, Professor. Another great, uh, great week. Just doing nothing. Doing jack all. Tommy, mm. how are you placed, mate? Yeah, good, mate. I feel good. I uh, had a Barocca this morning, so I'm good. And I'm also really, uh, really happy that you're now referring to yourself. It's like part of the process of healing as the big C-bomb. So <laughs> it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really positive step forward. Well done, James. I'm here for you. Can I comment on Tommy's set dressing? Yes. You, you were, we've all been admiring it since we started taping. Yeah, so Tommy... this, this, just to jump in, buddy, this is a vodcast yep. now as well yes. as a podcast. We're on KO, we're on Facebook. We might even whack this up on YouTube. So we've gone to a bit more effort today. Mm. 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 All of us have, haven't we? All Nick? of us, yep. So, uh, so a lot of you don't know this, but in the background here, uh, well, some of, some of the big fans will know this, 2018 um, World Pigeon... Um, <laughs> message competition winner and right. there's uh, a photograph of a pigeon over nick's right hand shoulder yeah. so tom That's basically it. has yeah. dressed his set with every american jersey known to man you can't mm. actually see the walls and nick has a mm. picture of a pigeon yeah. it's almost as though tommy is a rich kid whose parents bought him every jersey he ever wanted <laughs> and nick's a guy living with his in-laws yeah. <laughs> uh, Pretty much, uh, pretty much. But uh, you know, it's big. It's big quali- quality, not quantity. Yeah. Um, I'm also wearing the Oi Oi Treacle uh, Five Side Football shirt, um, which is my Five Side Football team um, that we won <laughs> Division Two champions three years ago. So. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to tell us, mate. Made big news yeah. over here. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. <laughs> How do you think you got the job on the show, buddy? <laughs> um, so, yes, if you are listening and you want to see how well-dressed everybody's rooms are, get on there. Get on uh, Facebook or KO. A couple um, of hockey sticks in the background for me, Professor. People will be loving that. Can you go take yeah. those down, please? Yeah. You mate, think I'm permanent. joking. Piss the yeah. hockey sticks off. Sorry, mate. Um, now, <laughs> to start today, I thought we'd just... Rather than us always talking about what we're doing in isolation, because everybody's mm. doing the same thing, let's face it, everybody's masturbating and playing Xbox. So yeah. let's actually, let's talk, Tommy. Let's, uh, let's, has anybody got anything current that's happening in the world of sport that we can just start with that keeps everybody happy? Well, the thing is, Professor, I saw something on Fox uh, Footy Live uh, Richmond coach Damien Hardwick, he was talking about what how he's passing the time. He's written himself a little timetable for each day. Oh, and, very good. Mate, it is comprehensive. Gets up 6 a.m., um, which I don't know about you blokes. A little early when you've got nowhere to be. Well, but, I was uh, up at 6 this morning. What were you doing, Tommy? I just had some gluten-free granola. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, is that yeah, just, just cardboard? Is that literally cardboard just cardboard? And, and, I, and I watched the sun rise over uh, South Head. It was beautiful. Yeah, right. South Head, mm. is that your penis? <laughs> <laughs> right, so no. Dimmer. <laughs> it's my friend's penis. <laughs> uh, so Dimmer. Dimmer. Dimmer's up at, Dimmer's up at six. His first hour is wait. Yeah. Um, then, he, then he's got two hours of exercise with the family and the dogs. Um, then 9am rolls around time for some personal time for Dimmer not sure what he uh, gets up to but it sounds like Tommy's first hour of the day is, dim- <laughs> is Dimmer's 9 to 10 yeah. uh, then two hours of phone calls lunch and then um, another 1 to 3 is this is what uh, gets me he leaves himself a little uh, little bit of flexibility he's either going to do self education um, which once again sounds like Tommy's first hour of the day mm. yep. um, return to play uh, which is well, it sounds like Tommy's first hour of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and then phone calls. Um, I feel like Dimmer, with all those phone calls and going back to them, I feel like every time he does make another phone call that he needs to have one of those things on Netflix where it says previously on. And, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and they do a recap of <laughs> what happened in the yeah. last hour. <laughs> all right, Nick, if you've got something current you can oh, yeah. get us going uh, with. So, I've been scouring the world, ladies and gentlemen, because I um, need uh, some sport in my life. So I found, and everyone can get involved with this, um, at Nicar- Nicaragua, 
baseball and soccer, football are still going. So oh, that's good. really yeah. So you can wow. tune in. I'm not too sure um, what VPN you need to use to get to get this uh, Nicaraguan uh, football league. Um, but the uh, I was watching the Calatoris uh, del Carazos uh, and uh, Leonis de Leons. Um, and hey, they're well, playing well, the mighty don't, Managua. And, uh, don't ruin yeah. this. Don't oh. ruin this for me, Nick. I've got it taped. Okay, all right. Well, that would have been a bloodbath, wouldn't it, Nick? I <laughs> yeah, mean, come was... on. Sorry, was the first team's name the Corruptos? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Listen, I won't. I, I, I won't say, very you, fitting. I won't have you talk about my uh, my mules <laughs> like that. Uh, so that's what the, the official team name is, the mules. Right. And, so. Um, it, if you're looking and, for sport, go to Belarus or Nicaragua. Yep. Correct. And, and so after the game, the team, I'm not going to ruin it for Barney, but one of the yeah, teams, um, they um, how they celebrated was they did a massive party and they did a caravan into the city. Now, I've done a conga line before. Uh, I don't know what a caravan would consist of. So um, have you guys ever done that before? Where you've After a game? Yeah. Just a bunch of us got together and... Uh, just headed into the city. No. Well, I think I think uh, a ca- so. No. A conga line, you hold <laughs> you hold the hips of the person in front, whereas a caravan, yes. I think you're almost well. You got you got to be hitching your, your hand you? to their ass because you know a caravan. You you oh. hitch it to the back of a wagon. I think you're literally grabbing onto their. I'm making that up. I have no idea what. Yeah, what's right. What's awkward? What's awkward with the caravan though is um if they have to back up for any reason. Mm. <laughs> they're looking over this shoulder and they, they push you this way, you go that way. Oh, yeah, of course. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really oh, hard to God. reverse. Impossible to reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, it's what do you got, the mate? It's the opposite way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Tommy? As you can tell by, by my set dressing, a uh, big American sport enthusiast, I uh, was... I'm, I'm getting really chafed up about the um, about the NFL draft. So I've been I've been reading a lot about about who's going to take what and 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 all all of the above. Is, and uh, is that actually yeah. happening though, Tommy? Is, or is yeah, it no. Just... Well, so what it was. This is the article I was reading. Actually, they were going to be they were going to do it in the middle of the um in the middle of the Bellagio fountain in Las Vegas, and when the first team sort of uh, pick make their selection, the player was going to get on a little boat, and tuk-tuked out to the stage and then they get on get their jersey and get their hat and then they get taken off again by a boat but now obviously with the big c-bomb um you oh this is uh, hey, i've got corona. nothing to do with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> this was the idea before we were in lockdown measurements <laughs> um so, oh, so they're no, no longer <laughs> so they've just got the guy on the boat just doing laps because they've already paid him yeah. um but the <laughs> No, they're they're just doing a TV broadcast now, so the players are just going one by one on, onto a TV set. Uh, but they have they've lost a whole bunch of money. Uh, they've lost they've lost over fifteen million dollars. So they um that, seem was, like that, that much was much in the grand scheme. No, no, it's probably not. But not I for mean, the NFL I'm, either. No. Not for the NFL. But in one night, that's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I was also reading how Joe Joe Burrow, the projected number one pick, uh is legitimately thinking about saying to the Cincinnati Bengals that he's not interested in going there. Uh, he's also Cleveland born and bred. So, oh, sorry, not Cle- Ohio born and bred. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati obviously being in Ohio. So it's one of those ones where he's like, they're almost too shit to play for. He's taking Ooh. his so, talents to Miami. Oh, so I, I don't, I don't know whether or not he, uh, what? He will get taken one, or, or someone will trade up and take the the Bengals spot. But it's uh, very interesting, anyway. What are the rules in there? Are you allowed to actually say no? Oh yeah, you're allowed to say it, and then all essentially it's up to the team's discretion. Essentially, as to whether or not they take you. you. Hit him. <laughs> in, the, in the light of Cincinnati being shit, he doesn't want to go there. Yeah. Essentially, now look, we we need to move on here. I've got a very special sure? guest lined up. I don't want to say oh, who really? it is, and we're we're in danger of losing him based on the okay. time here. So. Um, Tommy, just to get into it, before we get into our topic, can you read us a five-star review? Um, yep. Have you got it there? I, I can it do here. it if Tommy All right, but, yeah, Barney, why don't you no, do I've it? I've got it. Oh, you've got it? Tommy's got, got it. So it we here. encourage people to get on, leave us a five-star review. It didn't. It wasn't meant to start of people just giving a shit, but that's what it turned into, unfortunately. Mm, um, and so how? who's going to read it? Go for it. So it's, it's entitled Cursed, 
Um, and the person who wrote it is called No, My Name Is Dick. Oh. Um, and he wrote it on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not Very saying. Good, Tommy. Now I'm not saying this pod. Uh, the, uh, 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 now I'm not saying this is the best podcast of all time, because it isn't. In fact, I reckon it would be hard pressed to be in the top ten podcasts about sport in Australia, containing a Kiwi and a dude named Barney. But continue to listen, I will, in the vain hope that one day they will talk about something other than Kiwi rugby or old-timey hockey stories. <laughs> I know I find myself saying essentially in every second sentence, and I actually emailed a client today offering a discount in the light of... <laughs> I curse you, Barney, and the Professor podcast of the influence you have intrusion into my li- everyday life. Very good. Go. No, my name boy. is Dick. Thank you very much. Now, um, let's let's get into today's topic, Tommy. Um, yes. It, what is this? What is today's topic in the light of, Tommy? Uh, today's topic is in the light of uh, Ronaldinho. Uh, being arrested for—is it Ronaldinho? Yeah, Ronaldinho yeah, well, being arrested. Just the way you fun. paused in the middle of it, it sounded like it was two names. Ronaldinho. Oh, Ronaldinho. Made it sound less. Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of bloody Oscar and Hulk and Ronald all the other McDonald's. Brazilian footballers. Um, yeah, it's—he uh, got—he got arrested uh, for trying to enter Paraguay. Was it with fake passports? Yep. Yes. Uh, so yeah, sucks. We've to be all been you. there. We've all been there. We've we have. So there. so in the light I of mean, that, where the the topic today is the greatest athletes or the great or great sportsmen that have basically only been remembered for one thing, and we're thinking mm. it might lead to Ronaldinho only being remembered for one thing. He he mm. was two thousand and four, two thousand and five World Player of the Year, won the World Cup in two thousand two with Brazil, one of the greatest was footballers he? of all time. Was well, he, I've seen a passport. He's got a passport with a different name. Who knows who it was? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So will he only be remembered for this, for, for trying mm. to get into Paraguay with a fake passport? Can I just quickly read a quote from his lawyer? I love Please this. Please do. Both have denied the claims, and Ronaldinho's lawyer, Aldolfo Marin, has been insisting the pair, it's him and his brother, did not know they were using fake documents. This is the lawyer saying this. The courts have not taken into account the fact that Ronaldinho didn't know he was committing a crime because he didn't understand he had been given false documents. He is stupid. Marin told Brazilian <laughs> newspaper, Follow de Sao Paulo. So his lawyer's got lots of faith in him. How good is that? Yeah, outstanding. So... In the light it's of that, we strong are... Strong defence, the dumb defence. That oh, is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the defence rests. My client's yeah. an idiot. The defence rests. Um, How stupid are Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go Racist. first. It's basically... Yes, it, it's uh, It's athletes that will only be... Rem- great athletes that will only be remembered for one, one thing or one stupid moment. So mm. I thought I'd give a couple of nominees. Number one, um, I, I'm going to do all NRL players. I thought I'd do a bit of a theme, just the NRL. Um, coming yeah, in at third place, I wanted to do Todd Carney. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, now what would he be remembered for? Um, for hydrating in Northies. Mm. Yes, Tommy, well acted hands. out. Yes, <laughs> tiny hands and, a, and a, an average size mort. Um, he was peeing in his mouth. He, uh, he yeah, doing a average doing a, a bubbler. Mm. Um, yeah. So he had a three million dollar contract ripped up. I mean, this is a guy that was. Dally M medal winner, won the Proven Summons medal, which was the People's Choice Award. <laughs> Fans' favourite. Um, oh, but yeah. 20th of June, oh, wow. 2014. Peed in his mouth. That's all he'll be remembered for. This, in Coming in in second place, I wanted to do Hopper. Mm. Um, obviously played oh, yes. for Australia, played for New South Wales, was a premiership winner in 1996. Very good footballer. Um, do, you, do you want me to act this one out? Yeah, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, what I want to do here is I want to read basically a transcript somebody's written about this it's the it's a quote that wikipedia has gotten but they've used a source a guy called chris who was writing on a blog called delta nine which i worked out is actually barney you might know this is street slang for marijuana so it's yes. a blog written by potheads allegedly. i believe allegedly and this guy listen to how beautifully he puts this into words during a 2001 clash with the North Queensland Cowboys, Hopawati, in an attempt to unsettle several of his opponents, inserted his fingers into three players' anuses. 
the first occurring during the seventh minute of play. At the conclusion of the match, the matter was immediately referred to the Rugby League Judiciary on the 28th. Hopewadi was suspended for 12 weeks for what Commissioner referred to as disgusting, violent, offensive behaviour. Um, Hopewadi claimed it was him trying to give a wedgie, um, but <laughs> but um, Cowboys player Glenn Morris and Peter Jones, Paul Bowman, all disagreed. Um, Jones stated, so Peter Jones, when the player says, it wasn't a wedgie. That's when your pants are pulled up your ass. I think I know the difference between a wedgie and someone sticking their finger up my bum. Well, Good on that you. That would have been an interesting Jeez. moment in the tribunal. Well, prove yes, it. Here right. we go. That's right. <laughs> Blindfold him. Let's find out if he's lying. I think I think the same transcript. Oh, I won't say that joke, actually. <laughs> no, come on, Nick. <laughs> go for it. Don't hold back. What is it? I, okay. I think the same transcript was from the... Uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on you go. Let's play on. Now, my, my first place is a colleague of ours. Um, uh -oh. 18 appearances for Australia, 14 appearances for New South Wales. Was a 2002 Roosters Premiership. Led South to two wooden spoons. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Brian Fletcher. And, but Fletch will be remembered for only one thing. Um, the hang Now, I've... Uber. Oh. Sorry, only two things. Uber <laughs> and the hand grenade from the game. Oh, sorry, I, I was thinking broadcasting career. <laughs> I thought it was his deformed pinky. Fletch That's will a be remembered wrong. for only three things. <laughs> the Uber. <laughs> the hand grenade. Anyway, I want to talk to him about the hand grenade. We're just going to give him a call now. Here he comes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Fletcher. Hey! Hey, Fletch. Uh, what's going on? Hey, you're getting your hair done, mate. But Margie here, just getting a bit of a trim. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, we've just called Brian and he's sitting in a makeup chair and he's getting some large sideburns and some like golden locks. What's happening today, Fletch? Why are you doing that? Okay, so we're filming uh, a segment. It's the final episode in a trilogy. Of, uh, I'm actually not. I'm not too sure of <laughs> of what we're what we're actually doing because, as you know, with the coronavirus uh, and social distancing, we have to shoot this in part. So I'm not sure of what oh, actually wow. is going on. In uh -oh. oh no, oh, he's no. frozen. Brian's frozen. See ya. Gotcha. Yeah, it feels a bit like out of um. Yeah, Zoolander, doesn't it? Yeah, you look yes. like Will Ferrell's character. Yeah, it's derelict. Derelict. Um, is it like Game of Thrones where they'd only send one page to particular actors so they didn't know what was going on? It's a bit like that, exactly. And the fact that we don't have any audio, we've got to shoot it individually and put it all together. But the great Benny Hogarth will be putting it all together. Hogwarts, one of the great producers there at Fox mm. Sports. Big shout out to Benny. Hey, uh... Can we chat to you about the moment that um, that you'll be remembered for for the rest of your life? Oh, the Uber incident? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, mate, I've heard every version of that story and they're all from you. So you, you've I don't got know what to believe anymore. Five different ways that story went. Mate, we're talking about the hand grenade. Yep. So um, game three, 2000, 26th of June. Correct. You're up 38 to 10. You Fittler gives it to Brasher. You get an inside ball from Brasher. You stroll across, takes it to 42 to 10. Then, yeah. what what do you decide to do? Right. Well, that, as I, I've told this story a couple of times, and it was the year of the footy show. Um, we're doing the post try celebrations. Right. Uh, so, as we remember, there was the crazy ones the Raiders did with the bowling pin. Yep. Uh, Hopper Wadis, I remember he does the uh, bowling, uh, sorry, the wrestling one. So <laughs> through the year, through the year, it was quite popular. Anywho, during the Origin camp, David Gingell, who was on the Roosters board and a supporter of New South Wales Blues, took us to, hey, look. Hey. 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 Hi, Nathan. Nathan Hindmarsh has just walked in. Took us. I'm a billionaire. Oh, you know, you look like yeah, Wolverine cross the guy out of Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Wolverine mixed with Mugatu and Step anyway. Brothers. Sorry, I've got, got to put my reading glasses on. All right, <laughs> oh, he's just—he's putting on some very. <laughs> oh my god, glasses. it's Rocket Man. You yeah, now Rocket Man. Go on Facebook and see this. 
Gins had organised a special screening of any given Sunday, which was that movie with um, Jamie Jamie Foxx in it. Yes. Yep. And in that movie, so no one in Sydney had seen it. In that movie, they score a touchdown and they do the grenades. So we watch the movie, then we kick on because it's what you do in Origin Camp on the yep. Sunday before the Origin. Had a few beers. We ended up at the uh, Bourbon and Beef Steak, the old Bourbon and Beef Steak up the cross, up at King's Cross. And we were practicing down in the piano bar downstairs, yep. the move. Anyway, we then continued on back at the Coochie Plaza in my room doing, it was, it was hilarious. Everyone was digging it. <laughs> Wednesday night, I scored the try. I forget all about, it doesn't even cross my mind. Ryan Girdler comes running up to me after he's do the hand grenade. And just for an instant there, I goes, I forget, I forget what the hand grenade was, but I come to and we all say, right up, let's do it. Score the try, throw the bomb, and everyone plays their part uh, to my astonish, astonishment that, that we remembered it. And that's yeah. how it all We got Freddie's there, Girdler's there, in the vision, Brash's there. They all fall over. They're ready to go. I mean, some of the great players. I'm assuming well, Joey was right. there. I, I, I forgot that we actually, we actually practiced it numerous times. So, <laughs> Is it true that you were practicing... Were you practicing with Carlotta as well up at the Bourbon Carlotta, and Beef well, it was, it was, um, I can't, You can't say that anymore, but it used to be a thing called um, Tranny Bingo. Can't right. say that anymore. So it'd be, yeah, it's got to be called uh, uh, Transgender uh, Numerous uh, Odd Numbers or something. I'm not sure how they do it. But <laughs> yeah, not, that's the bit of it that was inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> the bingo. So, can't say bingo. So, <laughs> so, Carlotta, who is a, who was a fan of um, of me and Adam McDougall, she actually uh, the, the, the transgender bingo was on at the same time. So yes, Carlotta yeah, in some it. way had helped us out. Um, so, do you think there's any truth that they use that as inspiration now, the Queenslanders, and that kicked them on to win the eleven out of twelve? I heard that's what they they did. They went in. Dave Shillington actually spilt the beans, saying that they when they went into Cairns. But don't forget, that was 2000. We'd won another four series after that. Yeah. Before, before I mean, uh, you know, whatever whatever floats their boat. But, they, yeah, they, they won a few I tend to feel like that. their reasoning's flawed, though, right? Like, if you won four after that, then they're just making shit up to, like, justify how much they... Well, what's his name? Um, uh, Close. Chris Close said at the time, it's a disgraceful show of disrespect. And that kind of kicked him on. He, he was... You know, it was a call to arms for all Queenslanders to turn on the New South Welshman. Did you know he said yeah, that about you? I think, yeah. Well, you know, they did win the uh, they did win the eight or nine in a row, eight in a row. But Queenslanders are a bit slow, so you know what I mean. Like it took them four years to <laughs> get angry. Maybe good point. That's a good point. But yeah, I, I did. I, I, I did hear the rumor, but you know what? We won by fifty. Gordon got. Gordon Tullis got sent off on that night. That's the greatest <laughs> night of my life. Oh, yeah, the best thing is, you know, have you ever seen it? You throw the hand grenade and they cut to Ben Iken, who's like slumped on the chair with a towel over his head, and Rabs goes... Ben Iken hiding the face of dejection. He does that every Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night when he's sitting next to Kenty. <laughs> it's the exact same look. It's the exact same look. All right, we'll let you go. Just before you go, explain to me, right? Uber pulls up. You get in yeah, the driver's seat. <laughs> now I was with my, I was with the family. So oh, all like, right. Story's changed again. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 no. And it's been numerous times. Um, yeah, I was just caught in the wrong place. You know what? I this is it. I'm a victim of being too friendly to people with Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Brian. We'll let you get back to whatever weird shit you're doing. See ya, boys. See ya. Thanks, okay, Brian. Man. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> How do I get rid of this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hit it there with your nipple. Go. He's gone. He's gone. The great oh, Brian wow. Fletcher. Um, mm. Yes, you need to get on and have a look at how he's dressed. It's completely ridiculous. So who would like to go next? Barney, do you want to do? I can go next. Uh, yeah, like you, I've done, uh, I've got a, I've, Pick three of my favourites. Um, we'll focus on uh, one. Uh, I just did it like three, two, ones, like you would after a game. Uh, so one vote uh, this week um, for a, uh, a player who'll be remembered for just one particular thing. Israel Folau, 
Um, the great, uh, well, he's a phenom. He's an athletic phenom. The tri-sport uh, phenom. Started in the NRL, obviously, was the youngest player to play for a Queensland, youngest player to play for Australia. Then went 2011, pff, let's go give this AFL a go. Um, not the yeah, best. Yeah, I don't know if you can call him a, a tri-sport phenom. Mate, I mean, he really 13, stunk it up. 13 he was a bi-sport games. phenom and then a person who got the fourth place ribbon. In <laughs> okay, he's played 13 more senior <laughs> AFL games than you two. Um, so that, and look, look, not the greatest phase of his career, but he looked good in orange. Uh, 2013, switch, switches codes within 12 months. He's playing for the Wallabies. Uh, 62 occasions he represented Australia in that Wallaby jersey and uh, many times was probably our best, if only really good player. Um, but all that put aside because he'll be remembered for one thing uh, and that was an Instagram post where he shared his opinion on who might be going to hell. Um, yeah. His top 10 list. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he made his um, own list and it was, uh, well, a yeah. bit judgy, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So judgy. It was very, it was very <laughs> clickbaity, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> but no one was safe on it. Like everyone. It was, yeah, as a, yeah, he was going at everyone. As a drunk, I was offended. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, let's end this guy's career now. Uh, good news yeah. is that it's in the paper this week. He might be coming back to the NRL. So, oh, that's great news. Oh, awesome. Let's. Uh, Who will take him? Who will take him? Um, probably the Roosters. I think we see that list. He's got a problem with Cox, so uh, maybe not the Roosters. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. moving on from Izzy, it's, it's just a it's just a trap talking about that bloke. Uh, two votes, two votes to George Gregan. Um, obviously, a Greeks. wallaby great. Uh, represented mm. Australia 139 times, 59 times as captain between '94 and 2007. An amazing career, but we all remember him mostly for that one moment. It was his fourth ever Test, Bledisloe Cup, 1994. Uh, we're at the SFS. Playing the old enemy, those bastards from across the ditch, those All Blacks. Mm. Uh, the Solomon Islands. <laughs> 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 um, we get out to we get out to a great start, but the All Blacks, as they do, coming back uh, and coming back hard uh, with uh, with almost no time left. Uh, Jeff Wilson gets uh, yeah. he gets loose. Goldie. He gets loose, uh, and he's looking for the he game winner. He has fabulous hair as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. God, it's you, good Used hair. to, used to. Fabulous. Well, fabulous hair, not so great at, uh, well, holding the ball because he is loose. He's going to score for all money. And then we see this from George Gregan. Out of nowhere, boom, cop that, you dirty all black. Ball goes everywhere. Australia win the game. Uh, I don't know how that's remembered in New Zealand, Nick. Probably is one of the greatest moments in rugby history just because you guys really appreciate good play. And then they called off the Bledisloe after that, didn't they? Yeah, they that was it. No that was more. the last time they ever played the Bledisloe because uh, the the uh, New Zealanders went, ah, oh, you know what, we give up. Um, you guys are so, the best. Was that everything. the last time you won? Is that the last time you won? We haven't won for <laughs> no. 19 years, so that's probably right, yeah. No, no, no. That was 94. We won plenty after that. Yeah, we you still won had, We still had John Eels. We had Phil one. Kearns. We had, we, that's when we had players whose names you recognise. Um, Didn't Eelsy... It was the, the, what, the last one we won was when Eelsy kicked the winning points. Mm. He kicked the goal. Yeah, I think I think it was when tries were only worth four points or something like that. Um, it's uh, just funny, the winning margin back in 94. 20 to 16, Australia won there, Nick. So that um, that incident mm. that um, happened there, because Goldie was a bit of a, a hero, because um, speaking of um, brilliant triathletes, um, Jeff Wilson obviously represented New Zealand in cricket, and he represented the mighty district of Southland in basketball. <laughs> Um, what? So I didn't know he that. Was he was a, about a triple threat. Five foot ten. How good is that? Oh, but boy, could he could he, could could he swish a three? Oh, <laughs> um, that's that was his. <laughs> so he um he was a he was a legend. Um, he played for Otago and uh, he did. Yeah, he was a spoiler of a lot of um, last-minute like uh, touchline conversions for the local um, uh, Wellington versus Otago division teams and stuff. But that particular incident, we all 
absolutely just despised him. But you either in New Zealand in rugby, you either win or you learn. And from that day forward, even if you can go to any single rugby, um, uh, like Saturday morning sports, or uh, could just be even touch rugby or anything like that, whenever New, any New Zealander now dives in the corner, they tuck the ball under the arm furthest away from the attacker coming in. It was a le- it was a, well, a five million. The All Blacks, the All Blacks, lesson. the All Blacks went to a whole new level. They uh, they yeah. actually just started scoring all their tries under the sticks. Yeah, uh, they- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was um, George Gregan was a bit of a, um, a a thorn in our side. The other one, of course, it was um, we'll remember him for was when he said four more years yeah. to us, and that was we'll never let that down. Every single time. Well, the funny thing is, lost. Nick, he's still a thorn in our side because he just gouges us down at the cafe. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <Unbelievable>. <laughs> oh, my God. Five fifty flatty. Are Mate, you telling me? Yeah. Salad rolls, $10.50. We're going to walk up to the TAFE. It's another 20 cents for almond milk, for Christ's sake. All the lactose intolerant people are just sweating Well, white people are just drinking normal milk and they're just farting up a storm. Yeah. They, just, they can't exactly. afford it. I mean, loser blocked. I mean, the plumber's getting business from left, right, and center. You think it's bad for us, though? Remember that time Nick had just bought himself a long black and was walking away? Griggs realized he was a Kiwi and punched it out of his hand. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Had to buy another one. (laughs) Yeah, I tucked it under my uh, left arm and he just knocked it out. And uh, I couldn't. I was spilled everywhere. I I literally lost the cup. Uh, yes. <laughs> and and Greg, I remember Greg stood over you and went four more dollars. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a piccolo. <laughs> for a piccolo. Uh, yeah. No, still a thorn uh, outside. Well, he's my. He gets two votes for me, but the so he's only number he's two. Only okay, number cool. Two. What's now the man one. who gets three votes uh, is another mm. colleague of ours, uh, Matt Shervington. Oh, uh, the sure first, though. the first white man to run. Sub 10.1 seconds more than once. Um, he was, uh, for a time, the fastest white man on the planet. Um, <laughs> September 1998, Commonwealth Games, Kuala Lumpur. Uh, a lot of people remember that as the Shervington coming out party. Um, he, he turns up, he's age 19. Um, he makes the final of the 200, but it was in the final of the 100 that he really covered himself in glory. He set an Australian record 10.03 seconds. He came fourth. He's the third fastest uh, man uh, at that time in history. Third fastest white man in history, I should say. I don't know how you'd be third fastest and still place fourth. Um, yeah. But so these are the things we should have been talking about. This guy was an absolute sprinter. Um what we were talking about instead is more this footage. Uh, you can see there, this is from the 200 as he rounds the bend. Well, something else is round and bending. Um, all anyone <laughs> talked about after this was Shervo's package. Um, and now, right. yes, it's like putting two Coke cans in one of those baby bouncers. That's yeah. kind of the okay. vision. All right, Tommy, I think we've got you, it. If, That's it, Tommy, Tommy. Thank you, mate. Tommy, would you would you call it South End? <laughs> I would call it. I would South call head. it South Head. Not South, South head. End. South Head. Um, I don't know if the sun would rise over that though. To be fair. All right, all right. Like can I? Hey, it might be a total eclipse. Can I tell uh, a quick Shervo? <laughs> Can I tell a quick survey story, Barney? Have you got more, or can I quickly tell my? Uh, no, that's story? all. All I'm, all I, uh, all I wanted to say was we should remember him for his sprinting. Uh, the man, mm. he's more than just a package. All right, he's a lovely man. You know, also he is the world's nicest man. If you yes, meet Matt is. Shervington, he is the. I mean, he didn't return my text world. message to see if he'd come on the podcast. Well, because he it, knew but... what it would be, you idiot. Of course, he's <laughs> not returning your message. I also think Cox was the linking theme between Barney's stories. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Israel's a cockhead. Yes. George, George Gregan's nickname George was Gregan. the Glass. Okay, so here's my survey story. Um, we went and did some filming in Canada and, and myself and Beaver Menzies, the great Stephen Beaver Menzies, we went five days early to go skiing. Turns out Matt Shervington and his family are skiing there at the same time. Shervo takes us under his wing, says, I will show you the mountain. We're at Whistler. He is the king of Whistler. Goes up there wow. every year. Knows every. You thought you were going skiing. You went into the bathrooms. That's right. Did he point down? Did he point downwards as he said that? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's the size of the guy from Game of Thrones. I tell you what, it's a black diamond run. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, not for beginners. 
<laughs> it is not. James broke not a leg a after it. So. <laughs> well, no. At here least we go. get a hot so chockey at the end. <laughs> Yeah, we do. He gives you, he gives you something to hold Two on to. Two marshmallows. <laughs> What's All the gondola? Right. Hey, <laughs> come on. Let's drag this thing out of his pants. Come on. Um, anyway, he Okay, he you takes, take the direct quotes. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing is getting on the chairlift. Yes. He ta- he, listen, he takes the beaver and I off piste, right? So we go out. <laughs> Guys. We go out the back, right? Because he's a serious skier. And he's got... None of this is meant to be sexual. This is... This. Anyway, we are, we're going down this trail. Um, and it, it's... it's pr- Two poles are flying. Well, yes. Three poles for sure, though. But we are going down this... There's powder. It's beautiful. It's crisp. I'm going down. All of a sudden, I hear Sherbo yell... Professor, no! I look back at him, then I look down, and there is a creek bed. And I go into the creek bed. My two front fronts of my skis get stuck in the creek bed. I get flung. Mm. My, mm. I'm going at some pace, obviously. Great skier. And I get flipped, and my I get hit the ground that hard. My helmet flies off, and I am dazed. I'm concussed. Wow. I'm covered in snow. I'm lucky not to be dead. I look up. First thing I see is running back up the mountain. He's kicked his skis off and he, Shervo, is sprinting up oh, the wow. mountain to come and save me. And I had that moment of, you know, okay, I'm about to die. Dear but God, that thing's every... going to hit me in the face. <laughs> out of everybody <laughs> to come and save me. It's, and then you it's... saw Shervo's helmet. No. <laughs> oh, guys, this is a genuine story, okay? I'm not wearing that. And then I think to myself, out of everybody that could save me, it's the world, world's fastest white man, you know? The world's fastest yeah. white man uh, came to my rescue. I was okay. Yeah. We went and got a hot chockey and yeah. two marshmallows, and that was us. There's the story. Well, yeah. And I gotta, I'm going to apologize to Sherva because my intention was to, uh, to drag it away from what he's known for and yeah. back to what he should be known for. And I don't mm. think we've done that in this podcast, but that is, uh, <laughs> he gets my three like, votes. The man whose uh, like... career is defined by no, something. We, we ended up oh. talking about both sides of Sherpa. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we cemented. Okay, I think we've done enough, Sherpa. Yeah, I think we have too. Tommy, what do you got? Yep. Okay, so I've done a. a Let's just reset the theme, though. The the theme is Mm -hmm. it's great athletes who are remembered for one thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've gone both both remembered. You you can obviously go remembered for a bad thing or remembered for one good thing or or whatever. So mine's a mixture of the my three are a, a bit of a mixture. Um, my first honourable mention uh, is Chris Webber, uh, basketball a basketball basketball player. He uh, went to the University of Michigan uh, in 1993. He was part of the the Fab Five, um, which included uh, Jalen Rose, Michael, himself, Chris, Tito, Chris Webber, um... Juan Howard, <laughs> and Jimmy King. They were the Fab Five. <laughs> they were the um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They were um, they're amazing at bangs. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's how I learned how to French omelet. Um, the the uh, they they were they they were called the Fab Five, and they were they were the first in in NCAA history. They're the first uh, team, Michigan, to start all f- their starting five were all freshmen, which means they were in their first year of university. Uh, so they were young, kind of a bit ruthless, but they, they developed into, over the two years they were all playing together, they developed into one of the best starting fives in college basketball. Uh, in 1993, they were up against University of North Carolina, uh, obviously Michael Jordan's alum. Um, 11 seconds to go, they were down by two points. Chris Webber dribbles up the court. He actually, he almost gets done for travel. He walks, but the, the umpire misses it. And as you can see in the, the, the vision, he, he dribbles up the court, referee, dribbles mate. right into the court. Referee. Oh, oh, sorry, the referee. And that's uh, back dribbles. when travel was a thing in basketball. You watch the NBA now, <laughs> travel doesn't seem oh, to be yeah. a rule anymore. No, yeah. but as you can see, he's dribbling up the court and you can see he's in the top corner. He holds the ball, Chris Webber holds the ball and, and calls a timeout. The only issue with that is... 
Michigan didn't have any timeouts left. Uh, and oh. when you call a timeout that you don't have in the uh, in the kitty, uh, you uh, you get tech fouled. Uh, technical foul. They get two shots and the ball back. So essentially, oh, shit. They, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, so yeah, oh, University yeah. of North Carolina goes on to win the game by uh, by seven points because Chris Webber called a timeout a that he didn't have. Wow. Um, Who you got? Number two. Yep. Uh, is Babe Ruth? Old the bomber oh, over the behind air. me. Uh, he uh, he. Um, uh, That's from story... Tommy's personal collection too. Yeah, there's a picture mm. behind Tommy of Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth isn't standing behind him. It's a <laughs> no, well, Babe Ruth long gone. It's uh, his taxidermy. Uh, obviously, he is the curse of the Bambino. He is the he is the, the everything. It, he is the Bambino. He's everything that it is to be either a Boston Red Sox or a New York Yankee. Um, probably the greatest ba- baseball player of all time. But the one thing that everybody seems to talk about when they talk about Babe Ruth was is uh, obviously in the 1932 World Series. Uh, game three of the World Series against the uh, Chicago Cubs. There's the story varies when uh, Babe Ruth stands on the plate and he points up to the flagpole in uh, in left field and he goes, "I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it just to the right of the flagpole." And Root pitches a, a curveball. He uh, Babe Ruth crowds the plate and just sends this thing into orbit. He hits it 490 feet just to the left of the flagpost. Wow! And he trots yeah. around the bases. And then when he gets to out, out, out in front of the, the Cubs dugout, he uh, he does like a, a pushing motion. I, I'm not 100% sure what that means. But um, for, yeah, from that from that day on, they, they went on to, they obviously went to lose. Uh, they went on to win the World Series. <laughs> it would have been different if they, anyway, they lost. Uh, yeah, he never played again after that. Um, um, but that's the greatest, that's probably one of the greatest, like every single, I think, guy's tried to recreate that yeah, in terms yeah. of by saying... The great confidence move. I mean, the great even, confidence move. And I think it's sports. It, yeah. And it's, but it's, it never ends up like this. Like <laughs> when have you ever seen a, a bloke over the age of, let's say 28, say, watch this. And it actually happen well this is <laughs> without breaking never. an arm or I, a leg or someone falling over <laughs> i tried this on a penalty stroke in hockey and i pointed okay to where i was gonna hit, put the ball and uh, turns out that's not a great idea the goalie just stepped there and stopped it it was it was really yeah. what an idiot the, the other thing i'm gonna say about babe Roth, being a larger gentleman myself he's um it's a, it's a shout out to one of the great one of the great sportsmen who's who's one of the good fat guys yeah, hey he, there's a there's a great idea for a podcast favorite yes. fat athlete uh, he was one send of the us your suggestions fatties. yeah uh, yes. he loved the crispy cream old favorite old Babe so um athlete. but then moving on to my last uh also in the world of baseball uh also in the world of the new york yankees and also the boston red sox the curse of the bambino i decided to choose uh first baseman for the new york yankees a gentleman by the name of bill buckner who, in his own right, was a fantastic baseball player. Uh, he played for a, a few teams, but he, he was a very, 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 very successful baseball player. My story starts, though, in Game 6 of the 1986 World Series against the New York Mets mm-hmm. at Shea Stadium in Queens, New York. It was, it was, they were winning. It had gone into an extra inning, and Mookie Wilson's at the plate, um, and they bring Stanley on. The the, the Yankees bring Stanley... Uh, uh, there sorry, is. The Red Sox beat... Uh, Stanley on, and he <laughs> and he pitches a ball, and it hits. It almost hits Mookie Wilson, and that allows the tying run to walk home. So the, it's now tied, and all they needed was one strike, and they're like, "This can't happen. Surely this cannot happen." Mookie Wilson still at the plate. Stanley is pitching like a busted custard. He um he he's now two strikes again. He keeps fouling out. And then Mookie Wilson literally hits the biggest dribbler to first base. It's rolling there, and it it goes straight through Buckner's legs. And it rolls out, rolls back. The winning run runs in. Obviously, extra innings, the game's over. It's a walk-off. It's 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 just it's an absolute travesty. This thing was dollying the up to nutmeg. him. 
Mate, um, Buckner was a big influence on my cricket career, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Did quite That's a why few they Buckners. started dropping the knee after that. Oh, mate. Um, but yeah, he said that he, he he said that he was only doing it because he knew how fast Mookie Wilson was, so he was gave himself a bit more room, and he decided to attack the ball. And in attacking the ball, he totally missed the ball. So it's uh, a, a baseball player who who was known for being one of the most like safest houses on first base is now known for that one mistake where a ball rolled through his legs. All right, very good, Tom. What Nick, why don't you yeah. bring us home with? Famous athletes remembered for one thing. Well, okay, I'm going to go uh, number three. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to choose between. I'm going to give equal points. Um, you know what? I'm going to make a call. Uh, Zinedine Zidane. Uh, Zinedine Zidane. Um, you know, probably one of the greatest uh, French football players, um, beloved for his skill and uh, leadership and. Just an, an amazing player, but will be now renowned, renowned for headbutting the Italian guy in the chest in the World Cup final and Matarazzi. essentially probably losing France the World Cup final. Mm. Matarazzi. And, uh, yeah, headbutted him in the chest and um, then got sent off and then they went to a penalty shootout, which he probably would have taken a penalty and then they ended up losing on penalties. Yeah, I mean, was it worth it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, has anyone ever headbutted anyone in the chest? No. So, uh, right. and a lot of people were watching. Just to say so. you're the first person to do that. Yeah. Well, that's it. You're going well, to be the, the first. Be, the one best to do thing it. is, you know, in, you know, in football, that even if you decide to make even the smallest amount of contact with someone, they, you're going to get a good dive out of it. Mm. Yes. But oh, Matarazzi yeah. made it look like Zinedine Zidane was the world's greatest headbutter. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The Which guy is, pretty yeah. much did a double pike at the end of it. Unusual like, yeah. for an Italian footballer to uh, <laughs> yeah. ham it up like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just ask Lucas Neal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, <laughs> and this this actually made the opener of our show. So this is something that's definitely iconic. Mm. A guy who's remembered for one thing. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So he, he gets number three. Number two, um, Gregory Ephemios Luganus. Um, uh, I hope I'm uh, saying that name correctly. Born January 29th, 1960. I think it's pronounced um, Leganus, mate. Leganus. Whichever way you want to take it. Uh, he is... He was the um, he won gold medals at the 1984-1988 Summer Olympics, uh, both on the springboard and platform. He's the only man and this uh, second diver in the Olympic history to sweep the diving events in consecutive Olympic Games. He's been called both the greatest American diver and probably the greatest diver in history. But we will I don't know, know Matarazza for... might have a yeah. Uh... <laughs> 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 Talking about double biking. <laughs> um, but we will know him for. Him at the Seoul Olympics, 1988, going up to the uh, the um, springboard, going for, I think it was a double twist in a pike, and then smacking his head uh, on the diving board. And uh, all of us think of that whenever we get into the pool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> great footage. <laughs> it's great footage. Yeah, I, I think it's um, that's just one of the things. You can be the greatest diver in the world, but if you smack your head on the diving board, that is... Uh, it's a big no-no, apparently. Uh, but number one, I think uh, the the person who is renowned for um, well um, for something they shouldn't really be renowned for because they had an amazing career. Um, it's Paula Radcliffe. And now she um, <laughs> she's James's she favourite athlete, by the way. <laughs> yeah, is. yeah, exactly. I'm a she big fan of hers. Top of the spreadsheet. Um, in the 2005 uh, London Marathon. Paula Radcliffe, um, uh, she's, she's basically, she'd won 15 like um, international world gold medals, whether it be in marathons or um, different kind of racing events. She was a, the most accomplished uh, runner that the UK had produced. And in the 2005 London Marathon, Paula Radcliffe, um, she needed a toilet break in the middle of the race and she stopped in the, uh, the road in full view of the crowd and live TV cameras and uh, well she um, she did a poo and um, she later blamed it on a meal 
There was a grilled salmon from the previous night at the incident. I think we've now, all had that happen. The old grilled salmon wow. get you. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just food in general will make you do that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just called digestion. Um, yeah. I love how we didn't know where poo joggers came from. Oh, the, it's yeah. a copy. Do you think that's the, it's a copy do you think that's the origin story? Like we Without could do um, X-Men origin. Yeah. For poo joggers, and that's where everybody it began. thought he was just everybody just thought he was a sicko. No, yeah. just a big Paula Ratcliffe fan. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, I think I think it's funny, I, Nick, that you said she needed a bathroom break. Clearly, she didn't mm. need a break, she just went and kept going. That's that's the magic, and she won, yeah. and she won. she won it still. And so, yeah, she won. And so, well, the big amazing. thing, the big thing for me, she won 14 or 15 medals, she won 14 or 15 medals, um, gold medals over a, over a time. Would you rather take 13 gold? And not have that story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nah. Like, There's, is that a thing? There is absolutely nothing better than snapping one off and still winning. Yeah, right. And which, is this the worst sport to do it in? Like, you know. Yeah. To do well, there's a big gallery there watching, isn't there? Mm. Well, no, like but you're outdoors. Not... I mean, I reckon squash would be bad. Uh, I've, I've, you know <laughs> what I mean? That is special. It affects oh, everything. Do you know what you know would be the worst is... um synchronized swimming mm. because everyone not only is it, it in the pool everyone's got to do it <laughs> uh, what about bobsled <laughs> oh, uh, bobsled and you're all in there together no yeah. that's a bad one for sure yeah. and especially and one of and one of them is not going to admit it straight I mean, away speed rock climbing would be bad if speed you're the belayer yeah if you're if you're at the bottom holding on oh, no. if you're belaying yeah. and someone just snaps off a cliff you're in trouble you in the face <laughs> well, as mind. much as I'd love to talk about poo jogging all day, because you know yeah, it is my favourite sport. <laughs> Jeez, this has been a really highbrow episode, hasn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah. This is yeah. one for the ages. Well, thank you very much. Um, guys, this is the end. Thank you to all of you. Well done. Great, Great work. Um, just a reminder anybody listening or watching, get on, give us a review. Um, five, five stars, stars put the, please. Put the boot in, and we'll. Um, I don't know. We'll read it out. Um, our socials at Narrow World of Sports on Facebook and Instagram, or na- at Narrow World OS on Twitter. Just a reminder: we are on Ko, and this will be on Facebook and YouTube. Hopefully, if you want to watch it, um, and our show will be returning, God knows when. Hopefully, after mm. that May twenty eighth NRL deadline, they they pop us back on. But who knows? We've um, got our own project Neptune, uh, following Project Apollo. We'll see if we can get ourselves back. Uh, well, we, we actually coined Project Challenger, um, but, but that, that didn't last long. <laughs> Too soon? Probably. Um, all right, that was the Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tom and Nick. Thank you for listening and watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.